0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Today we are teaching on saving faith. Someone say saving faith. Um. So I wanted to share a little story about myself before we continue. Like all of you, when you were Children, I wanted to be a you wanted to be a doctor. Let me see your hand. Just leave it. You are, you are a doctor now. Wow, many are caught. <laughs> in fact, I wanted to be a doctor so bad. I wanted to be a doctor so bad that I was in science class until SS3. True. True story. SS3. And then the first time, I had to give myself brain. Cause The last time I did chemistry, I had a D. And that D was a miracle. Because one of the basic things in chemistry, for those that eventually became doctors or biochemists, they didn't give you your real course. (laughs) You should know something called the activity series. Do you know it? Okay, these people, human hair sellers. (laughs) (laughs) But like people that did chemistry eventually... (laughs) There was something called the activity series. I used use a song to learn it. If you know it, please sing with me. Potassium, Sodium. Oh, my school was in Benin. Okay, but there was a song. But you guys know the activity series. Okay, what was it? Ah! Meaning I didn't know it at all. Hydrogen, Lithium, Helium, Beryllium. Anyway, if you had asked me then, what I thought was activity series was potassium, sodium. What is (laughs) codium? It was calcium among magnesium, aluminium, zinc. Then there was a part in the song where I used to say, then copper, mercury, silver and gold. And I was in SS 3 In science class. Few months to write WASC. It's WASC now. So you say Waiyek. is a place, is an, an organization because eventually I went to art class. I did masscom so at least I know that one. You know, activity series, you don't know the difference between and WASC. <laughs> <laughs> but what made me go to art class was when I realized that the basic things I didn't know. And for some people, This might seem like a very basic topic. What are we teaching on saving faith? How do we become saving in the the first place? This is not by the same saving faith. But the truth is that sometimes you need to understand the basic things if you are going to understand the bigger things. Let's assume you employed someone in a company and you gave him 20 units or something that is 5,000. And you ask him, so how many have you sold and how much have you made? And the person is looking at you. Because when they were doing time stable in school, he was not around. So he's like, ah, I got this job by prayer. I got it by grace, but I might live in disgrace. Because you don't understand the basics. You know, one time I went to my children's school, they convinced us after we finished school fees that we should come and be teachers for a day on teacher's day. So there I was, PL of last year, not PL of three years ago. I was on assembly ground. You, sit down. Don't grab my hair. Then we got to the class, they said the first thing they do every day is time-stable. We started from one times to ten times. And as we were doing it, two times, one, two, two times, two is what? Two times, three, four times, four, seven times, seven, eight times, nine. <laughs> That's what happened. As we started getting more intense, some people just started adding base. And when it comes to the basics, there is every tendency to assume that every that you know it because people around you know it. There is every tendency to assume that you have not forgotten it because it's somewhere in your mind. Praise the name of Jesus. But the basics are important. It's not your neighbor say the basics are important. Why are the basics important? Number one, because by them you understand everything else. Why are the basics important? Because without them, you can be easily swayed. Paul was the one that had trained the Galatian church from scratch. And somebody had come to teach them. After Paul had trained them that they required circumcision to be saved. And he's so upset in Galatians 3 from verse 1. He says, oh foolish Galatians. First of all, the apostle is calling this church foolish. They would have dragged his life if it was today. Toxic church environment. Foolish. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed amongst you as crucified. So it was something they knew but because they were not established in those basic truths they were easily swayed why are foundational teachings like this important because without them we become false teachers did you hear me some of us think that we are too honest to become false teachers but you need to understand that not everybody wakes up and says today i'm going to make a mess of the gospel and teach rubbish it's ignorance praise the name of jesus Why are foundational teachings like saving faith important? Because by them, we become saved. I know that a large number of us here know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, but just in case there are one or two or three or ten that do not, these teachings are important. Praise the name of the Lord. And so in Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 12, like a chemistry teacher who is teaching someone like me, who doesn't understand the activity series in SS3, the writer of Hebrews is upset. He says, For by this time you ought to be teachers, but now you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. In Hebrews 6, from verse 1, which is a continuation, he says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. In other words, He's not saying that the basics are not important, but he's saying that you must understand the basics to understand what he's about to teach us. you understand that? You see, it's important to understand that Hebrews is one of the last, I think, about five or six books of the New Testament written. So in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, and in the earlier epistles, these things have been taught over and over again. And now Paul is saying you must know it well enough. So that we can establish the foundation and teach you other things. Praise the name of Jesus. And he mentions some of these doctrines. He says, not laying again the foundation of repentance, of dead works. And what's the next one? And of what? Maybe it's not here. And of what? And of faith towards God. He talks about other doctrines as well in verse 2. But today we want to focus on faith towards God. Or faith in God. Or saving faith. Are you ready this morning? Please note that this is a teaching class. There is my predisposition as your pastor to so just want to make everything fun and nice I say, "Oh, P.O., is so funny. <laughs> it does something like, oh, everybody enjoy themselves, but this is the word of God. This is what? So while in presentation, we want you to enjoy the word, there is a training in the word that you must have. Can you hear me? This is the year where you have your Bibles, by God's grace, physical Bibles. Have any of you ever seen physical Bibles before? Have you touched it? Have you touched? Okay, you've thought, but well, you've not opened. You've opened. i like, what's that? Physical notebooks and your pens. Because sometimes these devices can be distracting. So it's a good idea to have an actual Bible, all right? And a notebook. You're going to open lots of scriptures today. This is a teaching class. Glory be to God. You will not have made it through school if you only went to the classes that you felt were all fun and games. And in this solid year, we're going to know the basics like the back of our hand. Are you ready this morning? Praise the name of the Lord. Saving faith. What is saving faith? Faith to be saved. (laughs) Or literally how we become or became saved. But I'm going to um, spell it out in some specifics. Six points that we're going to um, focus on today. What is saving faith? Number one, saving faith is faith in a specific person. Who can guess who that person is? Hey, 100 points for you. Who wants to win more points? What was last week's memory verse? Joshua 1, 7. Someone said this book of the law. You will learn it. You will what? Learn it. Some of you, you don't know it. Meanwhile, you your children and children start know it. They know this is the year where we will actually be solid and not just pretend to be. Did you hear me? We won't just join, but you say, ah, Celebration Church will be awarded. It will be you that will be awarded. Do you get that? So you're going to put in the work like a, like someone that's like a workman that needs not to be ashamed. Say in this year, I will work in the word. Glory be to God. So, faith, saving faith is trust or belief in a specific person, the person of Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 from verse 12. Those of you to my left will read 12. Um, I think we'll just read that. Then those of you to my right will read Acts chapter 4 from verse 12. 12 and 12 because this church started 11, 11. 12, what am I saying? All right, to the left, let's go. One, two, go. One moment, we're going to take again. One, two, go. Mm-hmm. to those who believe in his name so we become children of god by believing in the name of jesus we don't become children of god because our parents were children of god and as a result it naturally happens to us when we become born again we don't become children of god by our efforts or how many times we pray We become children of God by believing in his name. Those to my right. Acts chapter 4 from verse 12. Let's go. Uh Uh-huh. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name. There is no what? Under heaven, given amongst men, whereby we must be saved. No other name can save. Jesus is not just one way to God. Jesus is the way to God. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Whosoever comes to me shall never die. And so when we talk about saving faith, if someone was not saved in the name of Jesus, they are not really saved. When the Bible says that the way to heaven is narrow, some people assume that it's just like standing in front of um, a crossroads and this place is heaven. This Sorry, left is always hell. Left. I don't mean it that way. Sorry, not you people. Like, anyway, you understand. Left, let's say the left of this water, not of you, is hell. And right is heaven. And someone is standing there. And people are just running into hell in droves. In fact, hell is like Abuja road, eight lanes. And people assume that that's how it is. it's It's, It's impossible to get to heaven. And then right is the road to heaven. Like Yabba Road. Have you, have you tried to park in Yaba before? I don't mean bike, I mean car. It's very tiny. And people assume that, oh, it must mean that heaven, you have to walk so hard. And so if you're standing here every day, people are walking fast, running into hell. But so you're right, only one person every few weeks. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is that Jesus is the only way. Jesus is what? And we are many that believe in his name. He has brought many sons to glory. Glory be to God. So saving faith must be in the person of Jesus. It's not that there are different ways to God and Christianity happens to be one of them. You know, some of you in a bit to be diplomatic and pragmatic, you throw away the truth. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way. You must know it. You must be brave enough to teach it and to say it. Praise the name of the Lord. When we believe in Jesus, we must believe in his humanity and his divinity. Glory be to God. That Jesus was born. Isaiah chapter 9 from verse 6 says, Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. What's the next one? Hey! What's the next one? A child is born who will be the mighty God. So if anybody doubts that Jesus is God, show them what Isaiah said hundreds of years ago. We must not just believe in Jesus as a prophet or as a good man. Like, also anytime, even though I'm not really a Christian, or I'm a Christian because every time I ask myself, what would Jesus do? It's not about what Jesus would do. It's not just about that. It's about what Jesus has done. It's about the sacrifice he has made. It's about who he was. Praise the name of Jesus. So Jesus was born. The angels announced it in Luke 2.10. They also announced it to Joseph by surprise (laughs) in Matthew 1.21. Jesus himself claims to be God in the flesh. John 8 from verse 58. It says, truly, truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am, I existed. Jesus was the son of God and is equal to him. John 5, 18, Philippians 2 from verse 5 to 7. Jesus is the only way to be saved. Jesus is the Lord and the Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. You must know him. You must know him. Jesus is not just your way of life, like okay, if you ask me if you found feeling form, what do I feel? Christian, no, he's Lord. Is he lord over your life? Say, Jesus is Lord over my life. So you must believe not just that he was a man, but that he is God. That he is God. John chapter 1 from verse 12. John is speaking, and he says, But as many that received him, as many that did what? You know, you can know that someone is your president, but not to receive him. Nigerians can relate. Like, say, where's your president? I be down that way. But we, whether you see him at the airport to go and greet him, maybe they are sharing money, I don't know. But like on a normal day, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Maybe there are people I'm not seeing. Received him. So it's not just something that you must have as head knowledge. It's something that you must have and embrace with all your heart to receive Jesus. Not just to say, oh, I know he's God. I, me, I fear God, though, but mm, to receive. You can have a visitor in your home, but not really receive the person. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have stayed with aunties before that. It's by the grace of God that you ate. As many that received him. To them, he gave power to become the sons of God, as many that believed in his name, believed in the totality of his person. So when you are preaching the gospel, this is what you should preach. Hello, this is the gospel. The gospel is not stop smoking. The gospel is not stop drinking. The gospel is not stop following women. Hello? I will still preach during the other part. because someone like, wow, I knew it the gospel is that God fulfilled his plan to accept the death of Jesus as sacrifice for our sins and has ever since bestowed eternal life on as many that believe. Praise the name of the Lord. What is saving faith number one? Yes, sir, sir. So yeah, tell me the answer now. I want to go. Second point, saving faith is faith in a specific message. In a specific message, I want you to write it down, so I'm going to say it slowly. The gospel is that God fulfilled his plan to accept the death of Jesus as propitiation or sacrifice for our sins, and as ever since bestowed eternal life on all that believe. On all that believe. Saving faith is faith in a specific message. I would like us to chorus John chapter 3 from verse 16 together. John three sixteen. wants to go. That he did what? So that what? Should not what? But what? Hallelujah. That's the gospel. So faith in that message. Faith in the message of Jesus 1 Corinthians 15 from verse 1, Paul is speaking. He says, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast to the word I have preached to you, except you believe in vain. That's the gospel. The gospel is about what Jesus did. It's not about what you have done. Praise the name of the Lord. It's not about what you have done. It's not about the mistakes you've made. The gospel is greater than that. Hallelujah. Do you believe the gospel this morning? Paul is speaking in Galatians 1 from verse 6 and 7. He says, even if we are an angel from heaven. You know, sometimes as a pastor, you might be tempted to tell some people. I remember pastor preaching somewhere. And he said, there's somebody here, you did something and you thought God will never forgive you. He wants you to know that because you believe in him. You have his forgiveness. And the lady came back to meet Pastor and was crying. And he was telling her, God has forgiven you. It doesn't matter what you've done. God has forgiven you. Until she told him what she had done. And I remember him coming home to tell me, this is what this lady did. But guess what? God still forgave her. It's one of those things, like if you hear someone did it, you will never forgive them your life. So I won't say it here because we are streaming. Glory be to God. And isn't it beautiful that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation? Regardless of what you've done. And it teaches us to show grace to other people. You know, sometimes we are praying and we sing and we cry, God, you forgave me after all I did. Guess what? That forgiveness is still available to your ex. I'm going to go there. Because you thought that because of all the person did to you, uh uh. You know, some of us, we have this idea that once somebody hurts you, you won't do anything to them, but God will pay them back for you. And you know, like, God, is there a problem with your records? Someone gave me breakfast. Then they married before me. Then they had children. God, even if you don't want to even do anything for me, at least let their children all be cute. Then you now see the pictures online. You that they gave breakfast is affecting your ovaries. We must also learn to extend the same grace we have received to other people. And sometimes it's hard. Because it's one thing to admit that you did not deserve the grace of Jesus. But can you admit that that same grace is available to others? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So when we are teaching people, there is a specific message to be taught. When you are going for evangelism, there is a specific message to be taught. It's not, it's, it's, it's too bad that you have despised the shame and then you went to preach and then you preached the wrong thing. Imagine having the boldness to carry a megaphone, which is a good thing, the boldness. Then you're not using megaphone to blast what's not the gospel. Of, of what use? So we must know the message. It is Jesus and what he has done. It also means that when we are preaching to people, you know, sometimes when you're going on evangelism, there are some people you just look at them and you just say, you and your team and just say, yeah, let's leave this one. Have you ever gone for evangelism and you're like, ah. there are some people, they are high. They are not present. The only reason why you are higher than them is because you have the most high. But when you go for evangelism like that, there are some people that you just look at, maybe because of what they are wearing. They are, ah, lie, lie. You won't say it though. You're like, the gospel is the power of God and salvation. The power of God and salvation. But you are passing them. The word of God can save anybody. So when you carry the word of God in your spirit and you have the opportunity to share it. Don't assume that people are doing you a favor by listening to you. You are doing them a favor. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Everyone that believes. Praise the name of Jesus. That's the message that leads to salvation. Romans 10 from verse 9 says, If you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So, The resurrection of Jesus is also a very, very important part of the salvation message. Confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus. Believe in your hearts that God raised him from the dead. God raised him from the dead. Paul said, if there is no resurrection from the dead, we are of all men most reasonable. Because that's the crux of our faith. There was no other God that became man and died and rose again. Like our pastor has said, that the son of God became a son of man so that the sons of men might become sons of God. And he did that by dying and resurrecting. When he died, we died with him. When he was raised, we were raised with him. So these are basic things that you must believe and know. And it affects the way you live your daily life. There are some decisions you will make. People will convince you, ah, just enjoy your life. You know this um quote by this favorite um, Nigerian philosopher? No, not to Allah. Uh, I don't want to waste my days. I want to spend them on no idea. Some is that what they said then I only divide one Don't want to waste my days. want to spend them on what? Sorry, don't be angry. Does that thing make sense? God, we bless you. That is the number one way to waste your days. Oh, you don't know. That's the number one way to waste your days. To spend it on enjoyment, on pleasure. Just dance, vibes, music, chisha. Ibo and shayo. We're like, how do you know all this is? Research. When When you don't think about resurrection from the dead, there is a way you will live. Because people have told you you only live once. That's for them. You, if you die, you will rise again. So the beauty of resurrection is that we live with the knowledge of it. What I do now will affect not just my life, but the lives of others for eternity. So that's why basics like this are important. There is resurrection from the dead. If there was no resurrection from the dead, we are of all men most miserable. But because there is a resurrection from the dead, we are of all men most privileged, most fortunate, most blessed. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Christ is risen and we are seated with him. And on the last day, the dead in Christ rise first. And those of us who are alive will check out. Glory be to God. So resurrection is an important part of the message that we believe. He was born. lived as a man. He died. He rose again. And when we believe this, what happened to him happened to us. That as Christ was raised from the dead, we also have been raised to walk in the newness of life. This life that I have is the, thank you Jesus, that I have, is the life, thank you for your life, thank you, thank you, saving faith is faith in the operation of God, faith in the operation of God, and what it simply means is that it was God's idea in the first place. You know, sometimes people attack grace preachers as if we came up with this on our own. Like people were actually being saved by obeying the commandments. And then one day we just said, let's make something more fun. No, this was God's idea. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 8. This is our memory verse for today. I know it's easy, so you're going to learn 8 to 10. You know I will do my tests. What does it say? For by grace have you been what? Through faith. It is what? Not of. Lest any man should boast. Let's it let's there for a moment. For by grace are you saved through faith. That's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. If you have trouble accepting these gifts, look again. While we're yet sinners, as Christ died for us, there is no other way. And Jesus gave it to us as a gift. And if you're struggling with the habit, this is a good place to start. For by grace am I saved through faith. not of myself It is the gift of God. If he can give me the gift of eternal life, how much more? Walking in sanctification. This is the gospel. Saving faith is something that God himself authored and executed. Our contribution to the table, number one, the sin we had. Number two, simply believing. Let me show you something. We're going to read together Ephesians chapter, one, chapter 2. We're going to take on the verse where he talks about God. He, Christ, God. And we're going to take on the where he talks about us and what we did. Are you ready? All right, Ephesians 2 from verse 1. Let's go. Oh no, who are these people? Ephesians 2 from verse 1, let's go. Okay, I know you guys. So we have seen God doing what? Making us what? Good. We were dead in what? So now in verse 2, we see what we did. In which you... Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what we did was to disobey... And to walk according to the laws of the world, right? Among whom we all once did what? Uh. Please take a deep breath before you read verse 4. You're going to love it. 1, 2, let's go. But who? But who? But who? Ah, thank you, Jesus. Who is what? Because of his great love, which... When we were what? Has made us alive together with Christ. For by grace are you saved. And God has raised us up together. And made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You can rejoice a little more. So every time we see a contribution to salvation. To eternal life. To our victory above sin. We see the hand of God. We see his intentionality. This was his plan all along. This was his plan all along. Praise the name of Jesus. Jesus' death became our death. His life is now our life. And God is the author of this beautiful plan. Glory be to God. Ah, more scriptures to read when you get home. 1 Peter two twenty four, Isaiah 53. From verse 46, Romans 6, from verse 4, I think I could add a little bit of that. But it was God's idea. If you ever doubt that God loves you, look at his initiative in saving you. While we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Like a child who goes to school and before lunchtime, his parents have already packed his meal for him. While I was yet hungry, they had supplied Imagine if you had to wait until you were old enough to know you needed an education before your parents sent you to school. That no initiative. So maybe you are like 18. Popsy, mom, see how They say people, they go to school, say, oh, you don't tell us, say you won't go. God is not an irresponsible parent. It was his plan to save us. Glory be to God. Number four, saving faith is for everyone who believes. I want to encourage someone here. I think you are to my left hand side. You've been so depressed because many of the prophecies that came for you last year didn't come to pass. God put you on my heart right now to let you know that he sees you. So be encouraged. He will do what he says he will do. But now open your eyes to see what is taking you through. You are in an opportunity right now. Recognize it in the name of Jesus. Saving faith is for everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. Romans chapter 1. Paul is speaking. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. It is not for an exclusive class of people. You know, some people say, "Ah, if I see this guy, now maybe who is my rich man." don't go say, "If I see him, ha, ah, I don't even know what I will say. I will even ask him to lay hands on me." Some of you have said that, or you have a friend that has said that. Grace for finances. See, can I talk to you freely? You must recognize yourself as rich in God. The gospel is more than gold. So there is a confidence which you must carry yourself as somebody who carries the gospel. Philip meets the Ethiopian eunuch. He's a treasurer of one of the biggest governments of the day. And when Philip meets the man, it is not so ashamed to ask him, understand thou what thou readest. He's not asking him to say, ah, do you understand what you're reading? Some of you will be like, ah, you see big man that, you're asking him, do you have more education than him? Some of us would have seen the Ethiopian, you know, and be like, wow. So how much do you get this chariot? Can I touch it? Can you carry me in it? We must recognize the poverty of the souls of people who don't have the gospel. Because some of us get into some rooms and we are so blinded by what they have that you don't have. That you don't realize what you have that they so desperately need. So as someone carrying the gospel, you are carrying good news. And it's a treasure. Praise the name of Jesus. Saving faith is for everyone. John 3, 16. Titus 2 from verse 11. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. First Timothy 2 from verse 4. God will have all men saved and come to knowledge of the truth. So it's for everybody. It's for who? Regardless of what you've done, it's for you. Number five point. Saving faith is solid. Who can remember number three? All right. number four. Number one. And number two. What is number five? Hmm. it as well. You know, one CCI member was telling me that another CCI member came to his house. And so he asked the guy, will you eat rice? It will come to you. And the guy said, how can... And it was like the first or second year of the year. Say, how can you ask me to eat rice? In this solid day. <laughs> the way some of you, they catch Rema. Rema that I will not lead pastor the you know. <laughs> say, how can you ask me to eat rice? In this solid day. When I say saving faith is solid, that's not what I mean. <laughs> Glory be to God. (laughs) I mean that saving faith has assurance. It has assurance. It endures. Being confident of this very thing. He who has begun a good work in you, will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. There is an assurance that those who believe in Jesus have. I went to the boarding house. And I never called my mom one day and asked someone to play keyboard for me in the background. Slow one. Da, da, na, na, ta, na, na. Mommy, please don't forget me when you come. Mommy, when you're coming to when you're coming to pick me, Mio. For the holidays, don't forget me. Don't let me fall by the wayside, mommy. Don't come and abandon me. She's coming for me. I don't know why you are afraid of rapture. Is it not for you? Jesus is coming to take you home. So the reason why I anticipate rapture with a sense of dread is not for myself. It's for those who are not saved. So I, hand, I, I, I approach that day with a certain consciousness. There are people I need to preach the gospel to. Okay, who is he coming for? He's coming for you. And that solid faith is an assurance. If he begun this good work in you, he will perform it until the day of Jesus. If you had a child that was always coming to meet you, Mommy, every morning, Mommy, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, mommy. I'm not worthy to be called. Every day, I'm not worthy. If he has made you worthy, can you accept it? How many of you will want your children to keep apologizing to you for nothing? Let me see your hand. How many of you will have a, a good relationship with a parent who made you feel miserable and guilty conscious all the time? Let me see your hand. You want it. Why do you judge your parents more faithful than your God? There is an assurance that God will have you have. And let's stop kidding ourselves that if we have assurance of salvation, then we'll walk in sin. It's not true. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And grace teaches us that by denying ungodliness and worldly laws, we can walk soberly and righteously in this present age. Grace is solid. Saving faith is solid. Tell your neighbor, say, saving faith is solid. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 13 says, In whom you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, God can be trusted to keep you until the last day. In whom also having believed, you were sealed. You were what? You were what? Sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And in case you don't understand the word sealed, if you are a footy now, you will get it. When you buy something to eat, plantain chips, the one inside that basin, not basin, sorry, bowl, you realize that there is one, my daddy said it's not nylon, but what people call it nylon, daddy, sorry, polythene bag that seals it around. Let's know that you are the first person to have the privilege of eating the plantain chips. It was so sealed from the factory that it won't be opened until it has fulfilled this promise of being purchased by you, you are sealed. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit in verse 14 an earnest. It's not just a deposit. An earnest payment is I want to buy this land, take this money. If I don't bring the remaining money, take the money and the land. Sealed. Of salvation is so important because we can't really do much for God without it. We can't. Imagine if you went to an embassy, the person is supposed to be asking you questions. So, why are you going to the US? It's not only US, and why are you going to Côte d'Ivoire? Okay, don't worry, you know the I'm just kidding. Why are you going to Iran? Okay, let me just okay, Canada. Someone like, yeah, PL, my future church. Are you going to Canada? And as you're answering, the person says, see, no need to answer this question. Even me, I'm not sure if I'm a Canadian citizen or not. You can't work well if you are not sure of your citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Not out of dread. We eagerly await him. Praise the name of Jesus. So verses to read, Philippians 1, 6, Acts 16 from verse 20. Understand that the Holy Ghost in you is your seal. And that's some solid faith right there. Number six of my final points this morning is that saving faith bears fruits of righteousness. Some people wrote the last point, but they're not writing this one. Write it in Jesus' name. Saving faith does what? Saving faith bears fruits of righteousness. It bears fruits of righteousness. Let's imagine. I, I think when I used to watch movies in those days and I hear that these things happen, some people are not students of a particular school. They never matriculated. But somehow they lied to their parents that they got admission. They go to the school. If you know anybody like that, that is your hand. Not president, okay. Someone like the person is still doing it. I don't want their mother to catch them, okay. But they go to the school, they find someone to squat with. They start attending classes. They dress up like freshers. Their friends are in hundred level, so they say they're in hundred level. They are doing assignments, attending classes, but they never matriculated. And for anybody who is struggling. To be saved by works, that's them. Because they can be going to class for four years. If they did not matriculate, they will never graduate. And some people are like that. They want to do all the things they think they can do to please God. But they, been, they never believed in Jesus for salvation. Never for once accepted him as Lord and Savior. Just tried doing things to perform. But there are some other people. They received an admission letter. They matriculated. Right? As long as the person who believes in Jesus for salvation received matricula- um, um, an admission letter, they matriculated. Now, imagine if the person who matriculated said, see, nobody buy all these ones. No need to go to class. And so every time his mates are going to class, he sits down and he crosses his leg. Going to class does not make me a student. They play. Just, just a play. So the fact that you received your admission letter and you have a matriculation number is the very reason why you should go to class. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 10. It says that we are the workmanship of God in Christ Jesus. We've been saved by grace through faith. Not saved by works. saved by grace to become the what? Sorry, you're not here. To become the what? Workmanship of God in Christ Jesus. Recreated for good works. A Christian should behave well because they've been made well. A Christian should behave right because they've been made right. And so saving faith helps us. Because if indeed he can keep you till the end, how much more your daily work of sanctification if you had a friend who tells you the phone in my car can take you to Kaduna, and I say, okay, just take me to Island Church, you say, ah, you know, go rich. Is that not a scam? The same way, if you can trust God that you will resurrect on the last day, how much more your daily work of sanctification? What is sin that He can't overcome? What is fornication that He can't help you overcome? What are habits? So, we don't ask stupid questions like, ah, if Jesus comes and I'm on top of a woman and that is not my wife, what will happen? Will I still go? I will still go. As long as... Please, I don't know. Just because you know that your parents will not disown you doesn't mean you behave like mumu. Like, ah, even if, even if I start walking around town. Even if I'm jobless. Even if... You don't do that. There's something about saving grace and the faith that accompanies it that gives you a classy approach to life. You live like someone for whom Christ died. The workmanship of God in Christ Jesus, it's an assurance. If he can keep me until eternity, until I'm caught up in heaven with me, it means that every day God can help me overcome sin. If one moment I was destined for eternal damnation and the moment I believed, I became destined for eternal security, it means that daily he can keep me. Daily he can help me. And so in Romans chapter 6 from verse 12, Paul is saying, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey his lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Say my body, my mind, my feelings, my emotions are instruments. Are instruments of righteousness to God. Say sin has no dominion over me. You don't sound like you sure. Say sin has no dominion over me. Sin has no dominion over me. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Can you rest your feet and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The saving faith that I have is able to preserve me and able to keep me. Oh, put power and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost this morning. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to me. Is appeared to all men, is appeared to me. Oh, grace teaches me every single day. Grace teaches me how to live above sin. Grace teaches me assurance. Grace is stronger than my habits. Grace is stronger than my past. I have saving grace in Jesus. Hey, I have faith in his name. I have faith in his name. I have faith in the operation of God. I was buried with him in baptism. That as Christ was raised from the dead, I also was awakened to the newness of life. I put off my old man with his loss. I put off my old man with his loss. And I put on a new man in true righteousness and holiness. It's a gift I've been given, and so I walk in it. Righteousness is not something I'm trying to get, it's something I've received. And therefore I walk in it. In this solid year. In this solid year. My actions are in tune with the position of my spirits. If God has made me new, I walk as new. If indeed God has seated me far above sin and principalities and powers, I walk as such. I put a red line. I give no place to the devil. I put away deceitful thoughts. Eh, I put away deceitful words. I put away bitterness and anger. I'm even speaking and malice. Instead, I'm kind hearted and I forgive. I live as someone who's received saving grace. I live as someone who has saving faith. I know I've been saved because I've received the salvation of Jesus when I believed in him. I know I will be saved when Jesus comes and the dead in Christ rise first and if I'm alive I will resurrect. But even today I declare daily I'm being saved. Walking in your will, walking in your plan, walking about sin. Believe the word of God to you today. Sin has no dominion over you. Sin has no dominion over you. No longer fear the affair. Jesus is coming for you. No longer be afraid. Begin to evangelize boldly in the name of Jesus. Oh, and thank the Lord for what he has done faith in his name neither is there salvation in any other there is no other name under heaven no other name except the name of Jesus lift up your hands and worship him for that name thank him thank him while we were yet sinners, as Christ died for us scarcely for a righteous man will anyone die the ungodly. He's not ashamed to call us brethren. He's not ashamed to call us members of his family. He went to prepare a place for us that where he is, we might be also. He's one in the Father and we are one with him. Thank him. The greatest gift you received is salvation. Thank him. Give him praise. Thank him for saving your soul. Thank you for saving your soul. There might be some things you don't yet have, but you have the most important thing of all. Salvation in his name. Eternal life in his name. Oh, we give you praise, that. We worship you.